You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. ServiceStar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what ServiceStar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. Credit Union Leadership Podcast. We're talking about what separates the good from the great. Buckle up, light it up, let's go. This is the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. Scott Anderley, what separates the good from the great? You've worked for some managers. I've worked for some managers. We coach managers as a credit union leadership organization. What would you what say you, Mr. Scott Anderley? What separates the good managers from the great? What separates the good from the great? What I'll say, acknowledging that we have listeners that are both leaders and also member facing, like just starting their journey at the credit union. I think we can identify if we're a part of a good team or a great team right? But we might not be able to put words to it. We might be like, yeah, things are going well, but you might go visit another branch or talk to a friend that works somewhere else. And you might be able to identify, man, that is a great place. I wish I was there. I wish my culture was like that. So I think we all know if we're not great. I think we all know if we're doing good. There might be some of us that might have a false sense of reality, but I think we can identify this. So now talking about if we were identified, yeah, we're good. We're not great. What are the differences in that? And I think there's a few ideas I'm thinking of, but Albrecht, I really wanted to hear more of your thoughts on this with your you know, 16 years of experience working in credit unions and Aww, going thanks, to man. a bunch of different credit unions. What have you noticed between good credit unions you've worked with and great credit unions you've worked with? By the way, love the call out on years. It makes me sound so much younger when you say 16. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> 16. I like that. So when I hear good to great, I think about maximizing. One of the fun words that I'm sure we've used in the podcast uh, recently is exploit. Exploit mm-hmm. as a negative connotation in uh, in America. But the actual definition of exploit is just to maximize the resources of something. And so a great manager is one who has been exploited. <laughs> a great manager is one who... <laughs> can do two things really, really well. So where we see maybe a good manager that's not a great manager is maybe they're overemphasizing one thing and not really emphasizing another. So usually when you Mm -hmm. overemphasize something, you underemphasize something else. So let me give you an example. If I overemphasize relationships and I underemphasize outcomes, I'm probably a good manager, but I'm not a great manager because I'm not really focused on the bottom line. If I overemphasize the outcomes and I underemphasize the relationships, I'm probably a good manager, but I'm probably not a great manager because I'm not I'm not spending time working with the team, uh, seeing where they're at, seeing how they're doing. Anytime that we overemphasize something and underemphasize something, bad things happen. Let's go to outcomes again. If I overemphasize outcomes and I underemphasize the behaviors that lead to outcomes, I can accidentally disengage a workforce. Think mm-hmm. about it. What do I have control over? Whether or not we hit our year-end goal or whether or not I smile and treat every interaction as if it's my only interaction for that day, right? The behaviors lead to a different outcome. Both are important. And so it's that finding the balanced manager, I think, is the path to finding a great manager. Mm. Man, that can be tough. And when you say that, I think about my time at Chick-fil-A as a manager in I think what I've realized about Chick-fil-A, and it seems like it's the same case in the credit union world, is you've got two different kinds of people as well, opposed to what you said of there's two kinds of man, like there's managers that might focus on 
A versus B focused on numbers versus relationships. And then you might have one manager that's focused more on culture. And I think about that with Chick-fil-A of like, all right, we need our drive-through numbers uh, to be here. We need speed of service to be here. We need our CEM scores to be here. And then you also have the people, and this is typical with a lot of owner operators at Chick-fil-A that's focused more on the community outreach, the uh, being a symbol for the community. And actually Chick-fil-A's realized that sometimes that's to a fault. Like some of their owner operators operate more like pastors and they might not be losing some money and stuff. So they're trying to find more of a balance there of being in the middle. Something I wanted to ask you about and also have our listeners think about is first think about what kind of person are we? Like I've heard there's like the uh, type B brain person, type A, like the more creative and then the more regimented number person. Yep. And it's, I think it's good for us to know that, but also knowing who our team is, because that might affect the culture in a way of where we focus and how does that affect balance? Yeah. Well, many times if I leave, if I lead using my own prerogative, then I, I'll give you an example. If I am a numbers person, I'm going to expect my team to be numbers people. Well, we know the human brain produces people that are really good with numbers and people that are really good with name associations. And that's like mm-hmm. your left brain versus your right brain. So, you know, understanding that you've got people on your team that maybe aren't that strong at numbers. Maybe they're not that strong at strategic thinking. Maybe they're not that strong in relationship building. Maybe they maybe they are more analytical, right? And so there are differences uh, just born in attributes and kind of understanding the attributes of your team is is an important element to being a leader and and then understanding okay I'm naturally wired to probably lean towards these things so that self reflection then helps you to be more aware about being balanced and so what could push you off of the teeter totter of of a balanced great manager mm-hmm. the urgent things are what will push you off of the teeter totter of being a balanced manager. Let me let me give you an example. What's urgent is what was in front of us. What's urgent is the 100 emails that I now have to read and respond to because that's in front of me. What's important usually gets unfortunately pushed to the side. And that's where we start to see the unbalance happening. So what's important is that I develop my team. What's important is that I grow my staff. What's important is that I take time to invest in myself as well as make sure that my team is getting learning and development. Like that's all important stuff. So what what consumes that? Well, the urgent stuff, like we've got a member that's got an issue. We've got, you know, we've got a line out the door. We're short staffed. We're, we got a budget crunch. We were behind three days on our stip to get this loan process and, and pushed onto the underwriters. So we've got a all hands on deck, right? And so all yeah. of these urgent things, these business operating things, can can some can sometimes get in the way of growing an engaged team that by the way would help you get higher levels of productivity. So overemphasizing on productivity and underemphasizing engagement at the workplace, it actually does the opposite of what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. So so having that balanced manager is, is is really what makes them great because by working with the people you get the processes done, but you're not mm-hmm. ignoring the processes. You've got a, ba- a a proper balance between people and process. Man, that's good stuff. Focusing on the results can sometimes do the opposite for the culture you're creating. What are challenges that a leader would face when it comes to, hey, 
I want to focus on these important things, but there's all this urgent stuff. What are challenges now? Like, let's say they have time to focus on the important stuff. There's always going to be a reason for me not to work on the important things, I think. And what are challenges that you've noticed and how would someone overcome those? Well, we all have the same amount of time in the day, right? And so many managers that aren't spending time to develop their staff, to coach their staff, maybe they're not even having one-on-ones with their staff. They're going to blame not having enough time when in reality, they have the same amount of time as people who do have one-on-ones with their staff that do spend time to develop and coach a team. And so we do Vertex Live Nationwide. It's one of my favorite courses. Am I allowed to say that? (laughs) I'm on record to picking a favorite. It's like picking a favorite child. Vertex Live Nationwide. (laughs) I love it. But, you know, that's the kind of feedback we get from people in the classes. Well, we don't have time to do time management. (laughs) And I think, you know, some some people make time for things that are important and others don't. That's what separates the good from the great. Um, To get into the comment about disengagement a little bit, what's more disengaging than to tell you that your, your job is to do something that's outside of your control? And so uh, many times when we're looking at metrics, like, hey, we need to increase the amount of chicken sandwiches one person consumed here in the Chick-fil-A <laughs> yeah. drive-through, that's a that's for, that's disengaging. Cause I, I mean, what who am I to say that you need more chicken sandwiches? Like I yeah. I don't know you. I've never rode in your car before. I I don't I personally wouldn't eat that many chicken sandwiches myself, right? However, if I were to say, Hey, every time someone comes to the drive-through and they say thank you, I would like for you to say it's my pleasure. That's something that's inside of your control. It's a behavior. And many, t- many times we don't slow down to show people what are some of the winning behaviors that allow us to actually achieve the core purpose of what we're here to do. I, I remember our, our football coach in high school um, was always mad that we were losing games. <laughs> Outcome, losing <laughs> games. And he would scream and shout. He'd throw his clipboard down. He had specific feedback for me that was kind of interesting. He would always say this, Albrecht, your butt is in the air in front of (laughs) cheerleaders, in front of my family, in front of my other teammates. I mean, I was in high school, man. I was a 15 year old kid. And the only thing my coach would ever say to me was, Albrecht, your butt is in the air. And I get it right. Like in that moment, the outcome is we are not winning the game and, uh, and there's Albrecht and he's not in the, in the right stance. Mm Mm-hmm. He was overemphasizing on outcomes. He was underemphasizing on behaviors. That coach never actually sat down with me and showed me how to actually line up in a three-point stance. He mm-hmm. assumed that I knew. He assumed that I was just breaking the law because I thought it was fun to get yelled at in front of cheerleaders. Yeah, uh, but that assumption is wrong. Like I didn't, I didn't even know what the behavior was that would actually make me an effective lineman and that's i think that's what really hurt my college career you know to be honest you know, i never got, <laughs> that's the I reason. never got to play in college because of uh of bad coaching so he wasn't even a good manager he was he was like a bad manager right yeah. he had very unclear expectations which is by the way what gallup did a survey you know everyone that left their job 70 percent blamed their immediate supervisor as a reason as to why they left their their, their last job and uh, the number one reason for that was unclear expectations and so we're talking from good to great managers uh, but if you wanted a definition for a bad manager, it's someone who does not give clear expectations. That's that's not for me. That's from the science. There's mm-hmm. neuroscience that backs that up. Man, that can even go back to what we said at the beginning of we can identify something good or what's great and what's good 
but sometimes we don't know why. And that could be part of the unclear expectations. And as we develop as leaders or members, employees here, as we can start to identify that and clearly have definitions of what does great look like, that would also set us apart on being a great leader. And tie it to purpose. Like here are the clear steps that if you take, you will it'll allow you to fulfill your purpose at this job. There's just there's just so many leaders that haven't sat down to even think about what that is. You've got your job description. That's fun, right? Mm-hmm. But that does that's not stand up and greet the member with a smile. You don't put that in the job description. No one's yeah. gonna no one's gonna apply for that. Just like wow, that sounds like a really weird company, right? I, I want you to shake their hand and I want you to, to look at them in the eyes. Like, well, I'm afraid of COVID. I don't think I should shake anyone's hands, right? So like, mm-hmm. but these are like the little the little stepping stones. These little behaviors that make a big difference between your financial institution and the hundred on the block with you that all do the exact same thing. And so if we're going to differentiate ourselves and stay relevant, you got to, you got to address blocking and tackling Mm -hmm. those behaviors when tied to purpose. Now we're talking about a great manager. Thanks for joining the credit Ian leadership podcast. Stay tuned to the next credit Ian leadership podcast where Scott Anderley and I are going to break down another topic just like this one.